Uh, don't mean to alienate your day today, but this is like a, the area is episode 51. Welcome to the Roswell train. Welcome to episode 51 of the Off and Beat podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Um, hopefully I make you feel uncomfortable today. Hopefully I make you feel uncomfortable every time you watch, because we all seek discomfort. And if there's any person that can make you as an individual feel a lot of discomfort, I'm your guy. Discomfort is where I thrive, and uh, kind of like Kaiser Permanente, except if you're getting your feet shaken out. You know, maybe like the story I told with the lady that looked at my feet. Maybe she was afraid to touch it herself because maybe she had a foot fetish. And, uh, you know, when you're getting up there in age, the only thing you can age is some cheddar. And my toenails look like some cheddar cheese nails. Kind of like some cheese doodles off the fingertips. And uh, when I'm doodling around in her mouth, say cheese, smile, bitch. Um... Hopefully I touch her chest, her, and uh, hopefully a little fur ball comes out, because um, I love me a good kitty cat, and uh, when they throw up all the food, you just f- 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 fed them, Jesus Christ, Clint, you were st- st- stuttering, oh, stutter butter, I stutter so smooth, you think it's like butter, except there's no margarine for air, oh, I can't believe I have a fucking show. Oh, God. Someone should strip this from me. The aliens should actually come for me right now. So we can finally, you know, have an Independence Day to celebrate. And uh, maybe Will Smith will come back to acting. Hopefully you don't hitch on to that wagon. But I'm just trying to find my pursuit of happiness. Oh, Jesus. Um, Ironically, he was in a movie with aliens. How have I not made a Men in Black reference? Um, Because I missed the mark. And uh, speaking of Mark Wahlberg, hopefully uh, you go to the town today. He was not in the town. Jesus Christ, Clint, smack you in the face. Um, hopefully you don't uh, fall too far of departed. Hopefully you've departed from your destination today. Hopefully you have flied safely. Thanks for flying Southwest. And uh, the only thing Southwest I enjoy is Southwest food. Because I like a little Fiesta corn. And uh, when I poop out some corn, you could call it corn on the cob. does make you want to nibble. And chances are, if you see a little corn flakes, um, you probably have Monsanto in it. Because Monsanto is the overpowering of any type of corn. And I know corn, actual corn, isn't necessarily corn flakes. But if you're flaking with corn, that means you're pretty flaky. Hopefully you uh, don't frost over that one. <laughs> kind of like floss. When you're flossing your gums. And I had a discussion today about flossing. Um, apparently I do too much of it. And I'm not talking about the ones in my mouth. I'm talking about flexing. And for the camera, I am flexing. Even though there's not much to flex. Um, but if you come on my radio show and drop a whack freestyle. Um, you can basically be me. Because all my freestyles. Well, no. 80% of my freestyles are whack. I have a good 20% margin. It's the top 20%. Um, my favorite instrumental I've ever rapped over is From Time. I haven't listened to Nothing Was the Same album because you know why? It's Drake's classic. And I'm a classic, man. And every song sounds like Clint featuring Clint. 
because, you know, it gets no hits. Um, let's just say I don't have more slaps than the Beatles, but I will slap a few Beatles when it's going across my kitchen floor because of where I live. Um, never really watched Beetlejuice, but I'm assuming actual, you know, Beatles if you juice them. I'm pretty sure it doesn't taste delightful. It probably looks like some olive oil juice at the bottom of a bag or a can of olives. Um, salty. And um, speaking of salty little cockroaches, um, I just hate when people don't clean up the littering. I don't mean to come off as illiterate, but uh, read the fucking room, Floyd Mayweather. And I don't mean to be like the Floyd doctor's office, but um, get your vaccine. I'm not telling you to get your vaccine, but vaccine in the ears means clear the air. I can feel it clearing in the air tonight. Oh, Phil, no matter how much you try to fill in the blanks, uh, I fill in a lot of blanks, preferably my uh, uh, belly button with my blanks. I fill in the blank spaces. I guess you could say I'm tailor-made the swing with the 9-iron, my 9-iron, probably more realistically a 6-iron if you get what I'm saying. And uh, I, I'll call you name. That's not the name of the lyrics, but you know what? It's Taylor Swift. No, actually, you know what? I respect her as a singer-songwriter. I think she has, uh, I think the stuff she sings about is interesting. Not a big fan of, like, she doesn't have, like, those memorable lines like a Drake. Like, uh, you know, or a Sam Hunt, which, by the way, go check out the video. It has no views, but it has a decent amount of listens. Just uh, listen out there, and maybe you could find some speakers and uh just maybe just maybe you could find the real her and maybe andre 3000 will come out of nowhere be like mr 3000 with big i was about to say big mac rest in peace bernie mac burton ernie's um no matter how much you are earning <laughs> you will burning the money in a money pit uh haven't seen that movie with tom hanks but i guess you could say you can Tank it, get it, Tom Hanks. Combine it, you get tanks. And then we have Afghanistan, war. Haven't probably shot off a tank over there in a few years, but seems like now, um, when we touch, it's uh, not a pleasant experience. And uh, wow, Clint's on a roll. And this is how we roll. And we are in Georgia, and below us is Florida. And when you get FGO, you can get a Forge of Georgia line. Then you get the video of like the alligator that tried to munch on that instructor at a little, was it a museum or a little zoo, I'm assuming. And the one dude's just looking at her about to get munched on and be like, hey, do you need help? She's like, no fucking shit, I need help. I'm about to get crunchedized, me, Captain. And he's like, I gotcha. And some random spectator comes over there and fucking uh, lures her away and you know, puts the crocodile, alligator, whatever the fuck, in a rear end naked choke, I believe it's called. You know, shout out to the dude who uh, doesn't uh, let the alligator munch. Um, he may have had the munchies, but this is not a time for anything but a high five for the uh, reward system. I'm all about positive reinforcement. I'm all about reinforcing good behavior. Even if you're on your worst behavior. Motherfucker. Remember? Motherfucker never loved us. Like, damn, Drake. How come... Like, how come no one ever loved? Motherfucker never loved us. 
you know, Drake's dad is somewhere like, hey, man, I understand I wasn't the greatest parent, but goddamn, you don't have to say motherfucker. Refer to me as motherfucker. And then literally, like, two songs later in the track, talk about passive-aggressive when I feel the distance. When I feel the distance. And then talk about your father. You know, when we sit down, have a couple Coronas, might have rolled a white paper just on the holders. We even talked about you in a couple of moments. He said we should hash it out like a couple of grown-ups. Drake is like the king of the play. Like, the, I mean, really, we should hash it out like a couple of grown-ups when he was just talking about rolling, rolling one. I see what you're doing there, Drake. I know everyone picked that up, but it's just like, when you re-listen some things, like you can see like, oh, he's continuing the little punts. When you really think about it, most of rap, like the references, the metaphors and shit, it's all corny. But, you know, it's it's corny until you are clever with it. And, uh, you know, whatever. Um, But uh, no matter what I do, all I think about is you. And even when I say boo, you know them alien, I'm like an alien in the sky. No matter how much I cross to you, no matter how much I need to. Um, the last time I crossed a border was when I went to On the Border. And let's just say that is um that restaurant should be on the border of existence because it is not a it's a very overrated place. It's supposed to be a Mexican cantina grill. Um, it's pretty average Mexican food. It's a little higher price if you just go to your local, like, any Mexican restaurant nearby you. It's like these weird cantinas, and it's pretty overpriced. They kind of underserve you. It's just not that great. It's, um, and there's always one by a fucking bowling alley. I've noticed, like, three that I've seen. They're all by bowling alleys. Um, talk about staying in your lane, uh... But they are striking out, so spare me the details, you fucking turkey. The turkey part doesn't make any goddamn sense, but if you throw a perfect game, um, then you know, you just throw a perfect game. Hopefully you get more than the number 300, because the movie 300, still haven't seen it, but if I could have abs like that, are they real? Are they fake? Well, I would say look at most of the people's bodies immediately after that movie and watch how much their body changed. Now, I understand when you're not training for movies, the rigorous activity, you're probably like, you know what, I'm going to chill out a little bit. But um, I think everyone was in shape. Um, But I think that was like the first time CGI. It wasn't the first time CGI was implemented, but it was kind of like the first time it was introduced in a more capacitor capacity type of role and uh if you've been to the year 3000 and if you you know divide that by 100 you get you know 300 that's not math quick math wrong math Ooh, mathematics um welcome to Moe's. that's where the south the real southwest grill is no matter how many times you season your fajitas, the only cool part about getting fucking fajitas is listen to the sizzle when it comes out. Other than that, you're just getting onions and peppers and like some steak and you pay like 19 bucks for literally a bowl of onions, peppers, and steak. Yes, it's hot as fuck. And oh, you get some cool little tortillas on the side. They give you a lot of fucking tortillas, my friend. 
If you use all those tortillas, you got an issue. And apparently, if you ask for more tortillas, you have to pay for more tortillas, which I'm like, yeah, you should. Because you shouldn't even use all the first ones. Like Jesus. Oh, Jesus. But that's the only reason to get fajitas at a Mexican restaurant. Because you want to be the person when the waiter comes out and you want your meal to talk to everyone and how much better you are. Oh, you hear me? Because I'm an attention whore. Give me my fucking fajitas in case nobody knows what I got. And I don't want to brag, but don't you hear what I got? Oh, sizzle. Talk about a tea sizzle like Terrell Suggs. Um, I don't really have a pun for that one. But yeah. Um, yeah, people that get fajitas in Mexican restaurants, I think you're just an attention whore. I think you just want the... Everyone's attention, the popping bubbles. I hope next time you get fajitas, when the dude's carrying you out, I hope the grease bubbles get in your eye and you're like, ah, and then you accidentally hit it up in the air and all the hot peppers and steak and chicken, whatever the fuck you got on it, all ball the steams your face. And then I hope you turn into, you know, uh, Harvey Dent in the face. Um, except I hope when you flip a coin, there's not a choice made for you. And I'm hoping you're in the hospital. There's no jokering around. <laughs> that was terrible. But um, Joaquin Phoenix, he wasn't in that one with Aaron Eckhart. But I think uh, it's a good thing Heath Ledger was able to play that role. Because I am not a... The, you know, one thing there is to say. Would a Joker movie with Heath Ledger as a Joker, would that actually be a good one? And the reality is, most people would say yes, because most people agree that Heath Ledger may be the best Joker, at least of past 20, 25 years. Jack Nicholson may have an argument for who played the best Joker, but I think most people would say, by far, Heath Ledger was way better than fucking uh, Joaquin Phoenix version. I'm not going to say better actor, Joaquin version, but that version and what they were going for in that, I don't know. But if you would have put Heath Ledger, his version, and made it where... He's the movie and made it where you're telling the story of the Joker like they did. To be honest, I don't know if it would quote-unquote be like this box office hit like a lot of people would say. I think it may have been better than the Joker, the one with Joaquin Phoenix, but I don't know if it would have been, you know, like a, a 400, 500 million type of movie. I don't think it would be a critically acclaimed movie per se, because I believe his version was perfectly fitted when you have Bruce Wayne and Batman there. And telling the story of the Joker in that sense, there's references to the younger Bruce Wayne. And, oh, is Joker actually Bruce Wayne's brother? Hmm, probably not. But, whatever. Um, It's kind of a weird storyline. But, okay. I don't know if that would have worked out as well. But, you know what? One thing me and uh, Joaquin Phoenix's version of the Joker have in common. We, uh uncontrollably laugh at our terrible jokes and um at least he has the courage to wear makeup i do not i just make up shit on the spot and say come over here and have some makeup sex so whoa and the last time i had makeup sex she uh wish she made up an excuse not to come over to have sex the funniest part is when people watch and listen to this, they don't know what parts of my life are true or not. And that's the best part. In case you can't tell. Virgin.
I wish I was a virgin. I could start over. I do think about that. What if I would have waited till 25 to, you know, lose my virginity? Then you know what? You could pretend like you're the girl I picked to be special. In reality, you were just the most available and desperate. I wouldn't even say desperate, but you were the only one that was like, all right, fuck it. You have nice chest hairs. I could ride you to the sunset, and then next thing you know, um, they're slapping you in the face during sex and saying, stay fresh and stay fit because my oven is baking for a loafing of bread. And I say, yes, most definitely. Would you like some white bread? <laughs> Let me butter that up for you. Not too much butter. Don't want to get you, you know, pH balance off the rails here. And I've only learned that recently in the past year and a half or two. I didn't really understand the importance of shampoo and body wash to your pH balance, but it's a real thing. And uh, the only time I've ever worried about pH balance was the sanitation of water. And other than that, I did not know it mattered about your STI or your pH balance, but um, good for you. It must be nice to be able to put a number on your regions and then not be in a negative state. Um, but yeah, I do think about would virginity be great to start today? It's kind of like... If I could have a reboot, like, and just a restart, where I'm completely virgin, I have the same nerves I had when I lost it, and it would be, you know, it's an experience, because the other person's passionate, they're very mindful of that, it's like they have this thing they're taking from you, but it's like an honor. I think it's obviously different for a guy losing virginity than a woman, for obvious reasons. So I think for a dude, it's more like... It's like, look, we're just going to get through this. And I know you're either going to come really quick or you're not going to come at all because you're going to be so goddamn nervous. So either way, just relax. Does it even count as your virginity if you didn't come? I don't know. Otherwise, most girls would have never lost their virginity if it mattered if you came or not. <laughs> oh, that's a, there's a lot of truth in that joke, unfortunately, for a lot of the ladies. Most girls didn't lose their virginity in prize at like 29. And then uh, the dude that didn't make them come said, Gotcha, bitch. I want nothing to do with you. And then they drive themselves crazy over this guy. And be like, damn. Bitches, they come and they go, quite literally. It's funny how Eminem was away, always able to get away with that. But nowadays, Drake says bitches in barber rooms and he's misogynist. But Eminem says it. And because, you know, it's Eminem. And, oh, he plays the victim card all the time because he's a quote-unquote single father with his daughter and everything. And he makes his, you know, uh, makes Ken look like the worst person in the world. You know, it's funny how no one talks about how he just, like, literally just, uh, he literally just put all of his business out there and then kind of gets mad when people talk about his business. It's like, dude, you literally made like four albums just talking about your ex-wife, talking about your child, and have every right to do that. But at the same time, I think once you put everything out there, like, it's you can't really control the storm that comes with it. And it's kind of like oh, with Lizzo. It's like, 
you make body positive songs, which, you know, is great in your own right. But then when things aren't, when the response isn't positive towards you, then you want to cry and complain about it. It's like, well, yeah, if you're positive about your body, it really shouldn't honestly really matter what other people say about it. And if you're so self-conscious about what people say about you and your body in that sense, then maybe you shouldn't make songs talking about how uh, great it is. That sounded like complete idiocy. I don't even know what the fuck that meant, what I just said. I know what I meant to say, but that didn't even make sense. This is what I'm saying. Is if you were gonna make songs there about showing your body and everything, you're showing it all out. That's great. I'm all for it. I love a beautiful, beautiful lady of all sizes. I really do. But I also can understand that, like, if you put it out there, quite literally, you can't really get mad when, you know, there's gonna be the assholes online, there's gonna be people. There's people that shit on people who are in great shape, you know? I remember, like, I, I saw, like, a Jennifer... Someone shit on Jennifer Lopez. How do you shit on Jennifer Lopez's body? Have you seen her? Oh, A-Rod, you missed the boat. You did not give her that A-Rod. Oh, Ben. Oh, Ben gave her that Superman dick. And, uh... She never looked back. Never looked back. It just It just goes to show... All the money in the world, even though Ben Affleck has a lot of money, but A-Rod has a lot of fucking money. So there's all the money in the world. Can't really keep you a woman. When she has a lot of fucking money. (laughs) She actually may have more money than both of them. That's the crazy part. That's when you know she's choosing someone she loves. When everyone has money, it's like, well, I don't really need your money. You don't really need my money. So why are we around each other? It's like, wait. I love you. Holy shit. And they don't even have to worry about Like, they get divorced. I don't see Ben Affleck taking 50% of her income. And I don't see her taking 50% of his. Ironic. I know. Crazy. Just people in love. It's a beautiful love. Um, uh, Jesus. Jennifer Lopez has one of the most underrated music catalog of all time. Do I know she can sing? I don't know. We know she can dance. We know she can pop, pop, pop it. Um, I can be her uh, wedding planner. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Oh, J-Lo. Um, I would definitely be... I wish I could plan a wedding with her. Just because we have similar values, you know? Um, we do believe that love don't cost a thing. Even though with her, it seems like it probably actually has in the past. But you know what? I'll love. When you look like her, it's okay. You know what? You have options. And I appreciate that. See, see when the for the Kevin Samuel talk shows and the other shows, when girls always talk about the options, like, you want to know what having options look like? Jennifer Lopez is what having options look like. And the reality is... Most people aren't Jennifer Lopez. Most people aren't Ben Affleck. I'm, most people aren't me. That's a joke. That means really what I'm saying is I'm not like the people that have these type of options. Everyone's got options to an extent, but you don't have J-Lo options. I'm sorry. If I get married, happily married for 18 years, J-Lo on her wheelchair, and she uh, 
She's still got that nice, you know, white hair. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm leaving my wife for J-Lo. My wife could take half my money. I don't even fucking care. It's J-Lo. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Can't turn it down. I sound like a complete dickhead. And it goes contrary to everything I've ever said. But there are exceptions to the rule. I'm sorry. When a lot of people think they're the rule, a lot of people, no, a lot of people think they're the exceptions. But they're the rule because the exceptions is Jennifer fucking Lopez. That's the exception. And the worst part is people really think they're exceptional. Or really you're just acceptable. That's the reality. Most of us are just acceptable. And that's okay. The exceptional speaks for themselves. And you know you know who are the exceptional. And you know you have no chance with the exceptional. And that's okay. We're all, not everyone is meant to be exceptional. Speaking of uh, exceptionally transitioning, time for our sponsor for today's episode, Bang. I wish I could bang a J-Lo, but I'll just take some sour head. Oh, Jesus, the creatine. Speaking of crying as a teen, that was a terrible play on words. I didn't make any fun. Speaking of creaming on a teen. Oh, Jesus. That's actually Jared Predatorial. Speaking of creaming while I was a teen. There we go. Um, apparently, the uh, adult industry is uh, coming down hill for the OnlyFans. You know, this is not breaking news. This has been in the news for a little while. In October, essentially, uh, the OnlyFans porno will be gone forever. And apparently what I found out is that Patreon actually kind of used to be OnlyFans before Patreon. Because all OnlyFans is, all it is is a paywall. Patreon used to be a paywall where it used to be... That used to be kind of like a hub, no pun intended. It used to be a hub for that type of stuff. I would never participate or look at that filthiness. But it used to be a paywall for you would put whatever behind it and you could charge people paywall. But then Patreon kind of cracked down on it, right? And now as Patreon's mainly just podcasting and shit like that. And then only then people... OnlyFans became big, and obviously now OnlyFans, in order to commercialize and go public and have subsidized investments and people that actually invest it, they can't even get an evaluation that's more than what they made. Typically, when you get future evaluations, the evaluations based off the progression, they kind of project where your business will be at and what they'd be willing to buy it for based off the projection. OnlyFans made like, shit, if I'm correct, like 30, I, I could be wrong. I could have the, they made like 10, 30, 40 billion dollars, right? And they couldn't even get like a $2 billion valuation. You know how crazy that is? And that's because when people buy a company, especially ones of this mass, they, they're looking at, 
where where these businesses i'm not a business expert but essentially for businesses like this when you go public stocks is where you make most of your money which is why people which why companies care so much about the stockholders like amazon jeff bezos most of his income from amazon comes from stocks he has stocks in his own company plus the whole business and everything but he has an obligation to please the stockholders by making sure business is progressing, all that, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not going to get into all that. But essentially, you're going to need more than one only fan. And it brings in discussion. Actually, I think I read a story where only fans, um, the sex workers are saying, are comparing it to what was it they they were comparing to some nonsense basically saying it's like it's like a i think someone even compared it to civil rights and it wasn't even of course you know someone who actually may have been affected by civil rights back then it was like some white girl comparison oh my god how am i going to make money showing my tits oh i can't show my tits no more for money you know, it's like segregation. So it's like, nah. Um, segregation is where there was no other avenues to do, you know, be a part of society. Um, you can literally create your own website, go to so many other different platforms. And it just kind of shows that people were spoiled pieces. I'm not going to say people, but people were, people were spoiled in the sense that they think, Oh, I was here first. I should be grandfathered in, and this is wrong to do to sex workers. Like, no. Um, it's their company. Like, they won't. Like, any company could do. It. Anyways, I don't give a fuck to talk about it. It's funny how a lot of people talk about OnlyFans, but a lot of people that talk about the whole situation with OnlyFans, they always reference. I don't go on OnlyFans, but from what I hear and all this stuff, it's like, nah. You go on OnlyFans. You've been on the website. You probably bought, you know, one person's, you know, account and visuals, and then it wasn't what you thought, and now you shit on it, and you feel like you got duped, and now you're like, yes, take them down. Take those filthy sluts down. It's like, look, they're just making a living. If people are willing to buy it, then people are willing to buy it. Is it a reflection on the people that buy it? Probably, but my thing is, if you, the amount of money that people pay the watch, like, just to watch exclusive people fuck it's like you could have literally just paid to fuck someone yourself for that amount of money people are spent thousands of dollars on this shit that's where the shit gets pretty crazy um but yeah look man if, if you have it you know people say oh if you got it it ain't tricking it's like nah it's actually kind of the definition of tricking um it's like just because you can afford it doesn't mean you're still not being duped it just won't affect your wallet in the sense, not like you won't be able to pay your bills or nothing. But yeah, you're still getting duped. And in reality, a lot of people pay for stuff with their money because they, uh, you know, they want to feel a sense of power over something. And now we're going to get back on the roll of the show. Took a little detour. Topical. I hate topical. But speaking of tropical topicals. Hopefully we go to Barbados and we can go to the bar in uh, Bay Zos out because it was an amazing display of uh, Tahiti's. 
you know, with the little flower and the blue drinks with some alcohol and liquor. And hopefully you get the liquor later after you have some liquor. And hopefully you can, um, you know, get a little Margaritaville and take it to the local uh, Jimmy John's Buffett. Ha <laughs> ha. See what I did there? Wow. It's almost like Jimmy John's is like Jimmy Johnson's. Ha <laughs> ha. Wow, Jimmy Johns, Jimmy Johnson, Dolphins, Cowboys, you're a cowboy with the Johnson, and Dallas Cowboys probably eat up buffets, hashtag Buffett goes to the Virgin Islands, I'm a virgin again, so I'm a born again Christian, go to the Virgin Islands, lose it, and then uh, say sweet Virginia when she walks, and you listen to Train, the group. And hopefully you get drops of Jupiter from the aliens. Uh, somehow it tied it back to the aliens. This episode is going to be called Area 51. I just thought of that. Anyways. But yeah. When, you, when you're going all over the place. And you're like meow meow. I'm an alien. And hopefully you uh, show your wife that you love her. And when you love your wife. You um you know. You at least can bear the existence of living with your wife. You know, if you hate your, you know, they always say happy wife, happy life. I say happy husband, happy fucking. Because whether you're fucking him or not, he fucking someone. And uh, it's like the it's like the Bill Cosby quote. No, either we fucking or I'm fucking. Translation, Bill Cosby's going to fuck you either way. Oh, he's innocent until proven guilty. It's like, okay. Whatever helps you sleep at night. So is Jared from Subway. Innocent till proven guilty. Even though he has been proven guilty. But you know. Let's just say he's getting that uh, sweet salami in prison. At least I hope so. Um, I guess I'm going to go out on a limb. And say he's not eating fresh in there. Well, I disagree. He's eating fresh. And he's uh, refreshing all the memories that he's going to have to deal with the trauma. Because one thing we know about jail is in prison is that they do not take very kindly to child predators. Um, so ironically, um, have a seat. Oh, jeez. Look at Chris Hansen. Have a seat. It is, that is always weird to me. How they just... Uh, he's made a whole TV show. And these people... That are texting these child, these children. And they fall for it every time. They're like, oh no, don't come through the front door. Come through the back door. And they're just like, oh, there's nothing creepy that could possibly happen here. And they come through the back door and then, well, and then they come in the kitchen. And they just think this shit's normal. The fact, the scariest part is when you watch these catch a predator. Is the fact that it's pretty predatorial. And the fact that they really think there's nothing weird about what they're doing. And they try to lie. Even though there's all the text messages. Do you not know what Chris Hansen does? And they try to play dumb. I don't know who you are. It's like, if you're a child predator, you know who I am. They say, I'm the one person you need to look for. You fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. Enough for the child predators for today. Let me talk about my shorts. And hopefully you call me the big short. Because I will definitely short you on your stock. And your anything. If you ever rely on me to be honest with the customer service. Because I'm going to get my percentage. 
Obviously, I'm joking here. I would never screw people over. But, um, you know, the economy will do that for you. I don't have to. People used to just get houses just because, you know, they were uh, the house and mouse. But the reality is, people say, oh, it's a shitty thing just to get people houses that don't that can that will never be able to pay off the house or actually in a reasonable economy qualify for the house. But then I also say, you know what? At least there's a home for the children. And that's what it's all about, right? So what if they can't afford it? You know what? Ramifications not being able to reasonably afford your house over the 30 years don't really start hitting until like 18, 19 years in anyway. So by the time your kid grows up out of the house, then you guys get stressed by yourself. It's crazy how that works. Oh, mortgage. And ironically, people are mortgaging their future by ending it the second they take out a mortgage. It's crazy how people um, just look past ah, 5% APR loan. Not that big of a deal. Except if you're buying a $200,000 house with 5% of 200000 Somebody tell me. Because I can't think about it. I think that's 10000 Jesus Christ. Actually, maybe 5000 So really, it's actually not that much. Either way, god damn it. I hate the fact that I have to pay... A shitload on my car. God damn it. Never finance a car. The only things you ever finance is uh, your mortgage. Everything else, if you can't pay up front, probably shouldn't buy it. Probably shouldn't. If you can't, uh, well, you, and, you know, school. I don't mean to school you on school. Oh, man, I uh, touched your titties on the train, and then we said, take them to Pelham, one, two, three, and I said, Denzel, can you please say you got game on the train tracks, and then next thing you know, John Travolta will grease the wheels, oh, Jesus, where's Olivia Newton-John, oh, she's getting John by Olivia, and she's the Isaac Newton. I know a guy named Isaac, and uh, let's just say he's a—he's uh, actually a decent guy. I know no one was surprised. No one thought I would ever say that, but you know what? Life's uh, life is uh, on the bright side. I'm gonna let this get to 40 minutes, and I'm gonna drag this out because apparently. Anything less than 40 minutes does not affect the algorithm. And it feels weird to do a podcast under 40 minutes. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But if you can't do a 40-minute podcast, you probably shouldn't have done a podcast that day. But yeah, maybe I just need a nice old kick in the shin and uh, let them know that I can crack. And, uh, you know, abort the crack house. I wish I was a crack baby. Because then, you know what? I can have an excuse for my surroundings. The reality is, when you're not a midnight cracking baby, you just have to, you know, crack the door open yourself and uh, say, look what God gave her, how perfect he made her. Her mom didn't do crack, but her dad also didn't do her any favors, and he would never show up to her birthdays at the Benihana or P.F. Chang's, but... Look what God gave her. That's the lyrics to Thomas Rhett's song, right? Pretty catchy tune. 
Don't mean to tune you in and tune you out, but I think I'm going to end the episode here because by the time I do the description, it'll be 40. All right, guys, that was episode 51, Area 51 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Um, like and subscribe to Vid. Appreciate the support. Uh, yeah. And uh, most importantly, don't forget to suck some titties. And um, yeah, don't forget to, you know, Continue showing the boys some support. Kind of like your back. Because you have a support back brace. Hopefully you uh, brace for impact. Because your boy's on a roll. And this is how we roll. Have a great day, guys. Have a great day. You say I only eat booty because I want to.